Welcome back to the Develop Yourself podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software developer by developing yourself, your skills, your network, your habits, and more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Peter Elbaum, and today we're talking about the biggest gift that learning to code has given me. And it's a little bit intangible. It is a mindset. So as you know, on this program, we talk about developing yourself, your skills, your network, your habits, etc. So this kind of falls in the bucket of developing yourself. And it's not something that I set out to do intentionally. It was a side effect of learning how to code. And so I want to talk today about number one, what this mindset is. Number two, why this mindset is so powerful. And number three, how to develop this mindset. So let's go ahead and get into it. So I could tell you about this mindset directly, but I think it's actually best illustrated through a story. And so I'm going to tell you a brief story. This story takes place in my house just a few weeks ago. And what was happening was that I noticed that our toilets were running pretty much constantly. And through doing a little bit of investigation, which involved taking the top off of the toilet tank and just kind of observing what was happening, I saw that over time, some water was seeping out through the flapper. Now, bear with me here. The flapper is the part of the toilet tank that prevents all the water that's in the tank from going down into the toilet bowl until you flush. So when you flush, the flapper lifts up and all this water rushes down and that is what creates the whole flushing mechanism. And so when I took the top off the tanks, I realized that some water was slowly seeping out. And so there's a mechanism in the toilet tank that when the water level gets too low, it pumps more water in until the level gets back to its appropriate height. And so what was happening is that we were losing water through the flapper and then the mechanism would kick on to fill the tank back up. And this cycle was just basically repeating itself over and over and over. But that's not what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to just fill up once and stay there until the next time that you flush. And so what I did is I did a little bit of research online. Uh, I did some research on my own. So that involved taking the top off the lid, trying to figure out what was going on. and then looking up why this happens in general. So the internet gave me a few different reasons. One was the flapper. Another one was related to the mechanism that does the actual filling of the water. And so based on what my options were, I determined that it was actually the flapper. I felt like the seal wasn't very good. And I realized through looking at the actual flapper, what had happened was that we had shut our water off over uh, part of the summer while we were gone. So We tend to leave for a little while in the summer, and I'm in the habit of shutting the water off in the house when we're gone, and being in an environment where there wasn't water in the tank had warped the flappers, and so the seal wasn't very good, and the water was leaking through. And so what I decided to do was replace the flappers. I thought that would be a pretty good way of solving the problem. And in fact, when I took the top off of the toilet tank, there was a serial number for the flappers printed on the inside of it. So I went on the internet, searched that serial number, found replacements on Amazon for about 15 bucks each, ordered a couple of them, looked up on YouTube how to install a new flapper, and then went about, did it, and it fixed the problem. And that was pretty gratifying. And I realize this may be a little bit anticlimactic for you. It's kind of like, okay, so what? What's the big deal? But I think this is important, and I'm trying to illustrate a point here. And the point is that coding, in my opinion, gives you the confidence to figure things out. 
but not just in code in everyday life. And this is something that I never would have even tried to do six or seven years ago before I became a software engineer. I remember before I went to coding bootcamp, I was living in a house and the light bulb went out and I literally called the property management people and was like, hey, a light bulb went out and kind of expected them to come over and fix it instead of trying to fix things myself. Now, that's a little bit of an extreme example, but the point is before I became an engineer, I did not have a problem-solving mindset. And so this mindset I call the engineering mindset. That's what my first programming teacher called it. I also like to encapsulate it in this phrase, which is something that I heard from Ali Abdal, who's a YouTuber that I've mentioned on the podcast before. And he says that everything is figure-outable. And so that's basically a good way of encapsulating this mindset that everything that is known, someone else has already figured out. And probably all you have to do is do some research and find out where the knowledge is and you can kind of teach yourself anything. And you can also really solve your own problems, whether it be in code or in life. Coding gives you that confidence. But you may be asking yourself, why is this? Why does coding specifically give you this kind of confidence? What is it about learning to code? And I think it's that encoding, you go through this process many, many times of a topic or a project you need to do being basically completely inscrutable to you and then going through this journey of figuring out what you need to do to get your project to work or to solve your particular problem. And this happens at a lot of different levels throughout the process of learning to code. I think probably the biggest, most obvious one is websites in general. Most people don't really know how websites work. And then over time you begin to learn that, hey, really this is just a collection of files, HTML for the structure, CSS for the styling, and JavaScript for the interactivity. But this also happens in a million different ways throughout the process of learning to code. There's kind of the small level of figuring out a bit of syntax you need to get something to happen. And there's also all the way up to learning whole frameworks. I think one could say that the experience of being an engineer is nothing but being in over your head and then gradually discovering how something works and what you need to do in order to solve your own problem. This is why becoming a software engineer gives you this confidence is because you just do it over and over and over again where you have to figure stuff out. And it's also why co-host Aaron and I have been hammering this process of results thing so much is because this is basically the life of an engineer. It is frustrating at times, but the essence of being a software engineer is not knowing how something works and then having to figure it out. And a big part of this job is just figuring stuff out on your own. And that's why we're talking about process over results so much is because we've had a few experiences in working with people where The process has been frustrating and discouraging for people, and I totally get that. It is kind of inherently frustrating, but if you're not enjoying the process at all, then the odds of actually persisting through it to become an engineer or whatever the thing happens to be is low. And in general, I wouldn't recommend in all of life, not just in software engineering, that you push through something that's miserable for a kind of one day, someday outcome that may never come. I think life is a lot better in general if you're enjoying the process of where you're going and not just kind of setting your hopes on something that may never come. I'm not a perfect model of embracing process over results, but I do think becoming a software engineer has 
forced me to get better at that. And so I'll give you another quick example of how I'm trying to implement this mindset in my everyday life. And that is that I've been interested for a while in stand-up comedy, and I'm actually taking a stand-up comedy class right now. But the thing about stand-up is, like a lot of things, it's a craft. It takes time and effort to get good at it. And so I've basically accepted that I'm not going to be good right away. That the first few times I get on stage, I'm probably going to bomb. I don't expect to make people laugh. And I think that I'm going to have to take an iterative approach and be honest about where my skills are at and commit to working at the craft and getting better at it and not just expecting to slay the first time I get out there. But the thing is, I'm really enjoying the process. I've been consuming comedy specials on Netflix and HBO more as a student now, trying to figure out why things are funny, trying to figure out some of the techniques that professional comedians are using, trying to see what the structure of their jokes are, trying to figure out how they're using the tools in the tool belt in order to get the laugh. And that's been really interesting for me, seeing how things work, seeing how things come together. Again, I think this mindset I learned to embrace through becoming a software engineer, but I don't think you need to be a coder in order to see the value in this. And so I think no matter what you do, uh, again, I'm talking about comedy, but it really could be anything. No matter what you're doing, you can embrace the process and enjoy yourself along the way and not just tell yourself that you'll be happy when you get to where you want to go. Okay, to wrap up, let's talk about how to develop this mindset. I have three different things I want to talk about. And the first is to be curious. I think curiosity is really at the heart of developing this mindset of seeing that everything is figure outable. Because when you begin to understand that you know, there are things out there, you don't understand how they work, but you could understand how they work. I think that tends to inspire an idea, at least in myself, of wanting to know how things work and why they are the way they are, and trusting that the information is out there somewhere that I'll be able to understand it if I just persist. And so I think just look around in your everyday life, begin to ask yourself why things are the way they are and how things work. So for example, how does the toaster know when something is toasted enough? How does the mechanism work that pushes the toast up out of the toaster? Or Wi-Fi, for example. How is it that my computer is able to connect to a network of other computers without being plugged into it? Like, how does actual Wi-Fi work? I think it's an amazing thing that we tend to take for granted every day. There's all this technology around us. How does it actually function? Or something like a car engine. I realized not too long ago that I have no idea how my car actually runs. And I think the internal combustion engine is one of the most amazing things to come about over the last, say, 150 years. But I realized, you know, you hear all these things like fuel injection and carburetor and, you know, all those kind of things related to car engines. I realized I have no idea how it actually works until I looked up a YouTube video that I'll link below. And I was just blown away about how it actually functions and realize that there's all this amazing stuff out there that's just running that I don't question. And so I think the first step in developing this everything is figure outable mindset is to be curious and try and figure out how things work. A second strategy for developing this mindset is to go deep. So anyone that's learned to code, I think, has had this experience where you really get down a rabbit hole in something and you can get super absorbed by trying to solve a problem. Maybe you've had this experience if you've gotten really into a book or a show 
where time seems to pass really quickly. Like you get into whatever you're doing and just hours go by because you're so absorbed in it. This doesn't necessarily have to be code, but I think it tends to happen in code where you can really get into trying to solve a problem and the time just flies by. And it's a, it's a super pleasurable experience. I think some people call it flow. So I would just say try and get into those states, figure out what the things are for you that you're already interested in and begin to practice this mentality of trying to go deep into something, not only being curious about how it works, but then trying to get your hands dirty and figuring out why it is the way it is. Uh, Again, you can do this with a lot of things. I talked about comedy. I talked about fixing my toilets. I did the same thing not too long ago with my washing machine where it wasn't draining correctly. And so I had to do a bunch of research. And so I think that process of doing the research, trying to get deep into the problem, trying to dig in, is really helpful in developing this mindset as well. And the last strategy that you can use for developing this mindset, I think, is to not be afraid to break stuff. So I think with anything, especially stuff around our house or whatever it may be, even code websites, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking to dig in and mess around with stuff because you're afraid that you may break stuff. But I think in general, especially in code, stuff can be fixed. And even with kind of machines or physical objects, most things can be replaced pretty cheaply on Amazon or whatever it may be. And so I would say don't be afraid to break stuff. Having that kind of fearlessness is pretty key to learning more and more uh, to having this mindset of that you'll be able to fix things. And so I think the more that you can embrace a mindset of not being afraid to mess things up, the better things will be because at that point you're not holding yourself back. And so I would say just uh, tell yourself that it will be okay if you break stuff and in general, try not to worry about it, no matter what you're doing. Again, this applies to more than just code. All right, that's all for today. I hope this was helpful to you. Again, this is the best thing about learning to code for me has been this mindset that it's given me. And so I hope whether or not you decide to become a software engineer that you're able to uh, embrace this way of seeing the world in one way or another. Some shameless plugs before we go. Parsity is at parsity.io. And we also have a free cohort-based JavaScript course called Dev30. And that's at dev30.xyz. My YouTube channel is at youtube.com slash peterelbaum. And I also have a new course out on Udemy that I'll link below called Junior to Senior that details everything that I've learned in the past five years or so about how to go from an entry-level developer to a senior-level engineer. Thanks so much for listening along with us and we'll see you in the next one.